Okay, good morning, everybody. Hope everybody is well. Welcome to the show. Happy Tuesday for those that are here live. We've been talking about this idea of purpose in the things we do, even if we don't know the purpose. Yesterday, I spoke about Harry Truman. I said his friend was Sid Jacobson. His friend is Eddie Jacobson. So I stand corrected. Eddie Jacobson. Purpose. Even though you may not know the purpose, there's purpose. Now, if there's purpose to something, you want to make it right, which means you want to double down into it. And this is something we've been discussing a little bit here, but I want to sort of really get into this concept of micro-greatness. Because I think if we, if we just did this, it would really make a huge difference in our lives. If everything in this world, if everything that we do has purpose... Right? And everything that we're engaged in needs to be taken at the, at the level of purpose. Then we have, to in, we have to choose things that are potentially purposeful. Right? There's two different ways that we're seeing this. Right? On the one hand, we've got the things that are given to us. You can't, you know, you're sitting at that wedding, so to speak, and someone comes over to you and starts talking to you. That's given to you. The family members you have are given to you. Situations are given to you. And those things are purposeful because they're not random. They came for a reason. And the reason they came for is maybe beyond us, but at the end of the day, we know that there's purpose in them. And if you know there's purpose in them, you treat them as such. And so you're not running from the things that have been given to you. You're, if anything, you're leaning into them. You're buying into them. You're, you're realizing that there's something here that I, I may not even have seen that's important to me. You know, just pause for a second on this concept because it's really hard to get this concept down. It requires a, a, a deep level of faith. Now, if you've if you're paying attention to your life and you're paying attention to the lives of other people, you see it, right? You always see behind. You never see in front. That's how the system is designed. In fact, Moses himself asked for that and got rejected. After the sin of the golden calf, Moses... on behalf of of the 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 Israelites pleaded God for mercy and got it during that episode he asked God the greatest question of all time he said let me see your face what he meant was i want to know how the world works i want to see the purpose before it comes i want to see the reason for things before it comes like, show me the inside scoop. Like, I want to be on your side of the table here. And God famously replied, you can't see my face, but you can see my back. Now, God's not a human being. He doesn't have a back. What he was saying is, you can't see the purpose, the reason, the cause at its face before you see it. You, know, you can't go face to face with it. You can only see it when it's gone. You can only see it when it's over. You can only see it in the rearview mirror. If you're paying attention, you can see things. You can understand things. You can see the purpose in things. 
but after it's done. The system isn't designed to allow you, Moses, right? Not you, regular dude, in 2022. Moses, on the top of Mount Sinai, the the tippy-tippy-tippy the, the top of holiness. Nah, it's too much. There is purpose, but you'll only see it afterwards. And one of our great biases is that it's really hard for us to remember anything that happened yesterday, especially from an emotional perspective, right? We, we forgot last week when, you know, if, if you ever had, if you ever felt, if you ever had like a stomach virus or ate the wrong food and you weren't feeling well and you were sick from it and you like swore, I'm never eating that food again or I'm never eating bad again. You ever had that feeling? You know that the minute the virus is over, you're back to where you are. Like you, you can't even remember. You don't even remember being sick. The minute you're done with something, right? I tell my kids all the time this concept in uh, during blackouts. Last summer we had a blackout. I think a year, a year and a half ago, right? And what's amazing I find about blackouts is that it just, it's totally disruptive. I mean, it's completely disruptive. We are so dependent on electricity, everything that a blackout like disrupts if it's in the summer and it's hot we're just dependent on so much it's amazing last year like it lasted for like 25 hours or so maybe less and it was pitch black at night and the whole thing and no one knows when it's turning back on and everyone's like hears rumors and looks for trucks that are looking for when are they fixing and they hear about someone else that has and someone else doesn't have and your whole day is in the blackout. And then the lights just go back on. Like, there's no slow ramp up. The sun doesn't rise. You know, you don't hear the generator starting to, like, ramp up. Just, boom, everything is on. All the clocks start flashing, and things start working again. And within five minutes, you're like, all right, it was fine. It wasn't that bad. 20 minutes earlier, you were, like, losing it. And now it, you're, you're back on. You're like, eh, you know, you know it was all right. I mean, like, okay, it was a little hard. It was totally fine. It was actually kind of kind of, kind of nice. I like the time that we can, like, you know, shut down from the world. It was actually really, really, um, it, was, it was a great time for us. It goes like this. We have no emotional recognition. And the reason is because our emotions are not, we don't have memory, really. Emotions are so overwhelming to us that we can't, go back to another emotion we just have to be in the emotion when you're angry or upset you can't go back to being calm you're in the anger and since our life is our life it's a, we, we take it emotionally and so when we're dealing with something in front of us it's hard to remember that I've seen things like this before where even though I can't see the purpose in it now, I know that there is, and I've, I've seen it. I've seen situations that have totally transformed later on, and I've seen why they've, that they're, they, they benefit my life. I've seen stories of me 
complaining about something years ago and now happy that I did it. I've seen the game. I've seen, so to speak, the back of God and how things happen for reasons and there's purpose. And in fact, if you're really paying attention, you can't explain it to somebody else, but you know it's not just coincidence. You can't... You probably could if you had, if you if you were a genius mathematician, just like write out the equation and show that the probabilities of it happening is probably sh- lower than what what is a normal rational life. Meaning, you, the probability of this thing working out is that the chances are so much lower of this thing working out that worked out than you know eating food in, in, in a restaurant and, and it being poison. And yet we're willing to do that all the time. We'll take that chance, but the chance over here that this thing worked out the way it did, nah, that must be that must be coincidence. Like if you really can go probability to probability, and you'll you can you know in your in your gut that some of the things that worked out, those chances are much lower than the normal things that you do every day, which you have no problem taking the chance on. You have no problem taking the chance on going here or going there or doing this or doing that and knowing that it's going to work out. As Noah Weinberg once said, the belief in God is not about possibility. Anything is possible. The belief in God is about rationality. It's possible, but is it rational? Our brains don't even know the extent of what's possible. We don't even know what's possible. No one would have said to you it's possible to talk to someone through video 20 years ago, right? You saw Back to the Future. Anyone see Back to the Future in the 80s? That was impossible. And we're like so beyond that. So we don't even know possibility. So when you think about things beyond ourselves, we don't even know possible. Is it rational? for this thing to work out, for this thing to happen the way it happened. And if you're paying attention, if you're looking back enough, if you're thinking enough, you start connecting dots enough, you start realizing that the probabilities of this happening and that happening and this and that, 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 putting these pieces together, no, this isn't random. Nothing's random. The randomness is what's killing us. This, this desire, this this feeling that we have to live in a world where if I can't smell it, touch it, or taste it, it's not real. It's not true, and it's killing us. It's making the thing in front of me purposeless. It's making my life searching for the things that are at the most base because the, I can't get my hands around depth, so I don't value it. So I'm stuck at the surface, but the surface doesn't satisfy me. Because I'm not satisfied with just the physical pleasure. I'm fa- I, I need depth. But randomness and godlessness is in contradiction to real depth. And I'm this world is pulling it apart. I can't get that joy. I can't get that satisfaction. I can't get that daily excitement. Because if I don't have ups, if I don't have a physical inputs that are 
that are uh, subjectively pleasurable to me, I'm not happy. I'm not, I'm not satisfied. I can't predict the future, so I feel a lack of control. I, I compare myself to the left and to the right, so I'm already wondering why me. I don't have a perspective. I don't have a perspective that is that whatever is in front of me is purposeful of which, and it's incredibly important that I engage in it and that's a custom system for me I don't even have that it doesn't even feel natural or normal to me to think this way and we'll talk about it it's so critical we're out there trying to take over the world when the world is before our eyes and once you get the world before you, then the world around you becomes a lot easier. All right, we'll talk. Have a good day, all. With God's help, I can't wait, can't wait to see you again tomorrow. Have a great day. Living on a lifeline The world doesn't ever seem to change Looking for the sunshine But you're caught up in the rain It's like your eyes Are wide open, but you cannot see You're watching life Pass you by like one, two, three Walking in destruction The winds of life blur your vision All the devastation Forever feels like you're on the run It's time No one else can set you free You're locked inside And only you have got the key